We apologize for the inconvenience. So tell me what this is. I don't know anything about it. What are... Uh, this is a podcast called We Apologize for the Inconvenience. I have heard of it. Thank okay. you. Okay, great. I didn't put that together. The Wafty, so, yeah. great. Yes. Wafty Show. The Wafty Show. Oh, there so, you go. Yeah. Had, we did a, mm-hmm. an episode that released this week about Dead Center. Yeah. And so just sort of... We wanted know, to get some history decided. of Dead Center. Yeah. And we heard you used to work for them. Yeah. So <laughs> tell us your name on the record. Sure. Melissa Scaramucci. There we go. Yeah. So yeah, what... Tell us about Dead Center. Um, 2001 was the first year I went. It was a two-night screening, six straight hours of short films that Justin Floyd did at what's now Oklahoma Contemporary. And I went, and it was great. The next year, I had done my first feature, and I screened it here at the museum. And I did not know until it was over that Justin had done Dead Center again, but he did it up at UCO. And I didn't realize that he was wanting to do like an annual festival, and I felt terrible because there's only so much room in the media here right. for independent film coverage and I dominated with mine <laughs> so I reached out to him and I've been traveling with my movie and been to tons of festivals and I was like no we need Oklahoma City needs a film festival that's ridiculous there's teeny towns that I've been to right. that had awesome well, have you been festivals. to Telluride um, no that that's a great tiny. it is it is and that's a tough festival that yeah. doc festival is tough to get into it's very prestigious so I reached out to Justin and um, said well first of all it can't be at UCO it needs to be downtown and um, reached out to some pals around Brian Hearn here at the museum was a huge supporter the whole time he was here and the museum Clearly, we're here right now, still supporting it. Um, IAO, back when it was on Broadway and Untitled, and you know, really expanded it into a multi day event. uh, Was this 2003 around that time? Uh Okay. Yeah. And I got my good pal, Kaki Porch, and Kamish was a volunteer that year. We call her. Commissioner. Yeah. Wood, yeah, the commissioner. Um, she volunteered that year and then parlayed that volunteer experience into a job as our first paid employee a couple years later. So that's awesome. Yeah, nice. it's great. So you guys got the ball rolling and it just it has never stopped. It's, it's gotten really bigger awesome. each year. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, you said that you were on tour with your. What is your feature film? The first one I did was Making Arrangements, and it was a mock doc about a flower shop. I worked at a flower shop all through college, so I didn't know that was my first film. I didn't know that people usually made. Short films first or music videos. And I was like, right. no, I've got a feature. Wrote what? it, directed, shot yeah. it. Zeke was in it. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was. Yeah, she was. <laughs> it's a long time ago. Yeah. That's absolutely we, awesome. Uh, maybe there now needs to be a Dead Center retrospective. I think that's what we're doing and... right now. I like to say that Lance uh, gets in me in my face. Yeah, gets my uh, puts me in the wheelchair. I come out, wave at the people, show the old films. That's right. So I take my wheelchair backstage, leave with my cane. I actually already had an image of your wheelchair with the Dead Center logo. Oh, absolutely. Yes. On it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Somebody needs to make that like one of the local. Handy DIY odd fab type people need to put mm-hmm. together a iconic. Yeah, handy capable. Handy capable. With the, with the reels as the wheels. and Now, who was the other person that you had mentioned the first year? You said Oklahoma Contemporary. That's Fairgrounds, right? Fairgrounds, yeah. Okay. And it was not contemporary then. I think it was still maybe even children's theater back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, maybe. And you said Justin. Justin Floyd was Justin the first. Justin Floyd. Yeah. So okay. the Floyd brothers that first year just wanted to show some movies and they, um, I mean, it was. So crazy to think about sitting for six straight hours, you know, 
to watch short I films. could do it. I think I could do I mean, it. Just did. give me enough cheese balls little... and some freaking Duck and Donuts coffee. And yeah, they were serving <laughs> hot do dogs. And, I mean, it was fun. It was kind of quirky and weird, and um, it was great. And who, who had made all the shorts? He just uh, pulled them from different people. He's a cinematographer, and okay. he still shoots a lot, too. Um, and, I mean, even now, today, he's still busy in that world. And just different people or short films I'd seen. I mean, this is all pre-YouTube, pre-all that kind of stuff. So just different contacts he had put together. Um, some films he wanted to show some people. Auspicious beginnings. Yes, very. <laughs> and so now are you kind of retired from it? I am. I wanted to take it through. After year nine, I was program director for it. The first year I was so official executive director it's me and Justin in his apartment on 19th street okay I mean we literally like the day before we're like oh my gosh we need t-shirts let's just do a black t-shirt that said dead center on it and that's what it was I mean that day like silk screening out those kinds of beginnings yeah right so it's I mean it sounds loftier than it was but then the next year um khaki my my good bud she got really fired up about it so she came on as executive director and you know, over that time, we formed our 501c3 and put together a real board. And uh, Pierre DeLisi with Arts Council helped us. Um, I sold him his first ticket um, in year three. He walked up and he's like, what is this? <laughs> Here you go. You know, I had uh, our box office then was nice. a card table in front of the museum with me in a cash box. And, you know, that's Perfect. just what yeah. we were doing. <laughs> um, actually feels anyway. appropriate to have the first ticket sold to Peter DeLisi. Absolutely, yeah. Well, but then Seems he came right. on and he was great because he helped us. Um, form the volunteer structure that they still use today, which is based on what they do for Festival of the Arts. So that is another big event that uses a mm -hmm. lot of volunteers to get it going. Yeah. So he was a huge asset too early and early on. It's interesting to me to see how many of the people you're mentioning are still actively involved. I mean, Peter DeLucia, I showed up at the Dead Center office a couple weeks ago or last week, maybe it was this week. I don't know. I've lost track of the days. But I mean, he That's was there backing his pickup onto the sidewalk to load all of the swag bags and everything. And he was still just right in the middle of everything being involved in it. We were really lucky early on to um, reach out to some, you know, tastemakers and important people in the community that saw that this was something that needed to mm -hmm. happen, even though we were showing movies to zero people. I mean, those first few years, I can't tell you how many times we turned the push play and nobody's Nobody. in the room. Yep. You're kidding. No, I mean, uh, if you guys talked to Brian Hearn when he was doing, I mean, he built the film program here at the museum and that was when the museum was out at the fairgrounds. I mean, uh -huh. you know, a long time ago, same thing. I mean, it just takes a long time to get people to understand that independent film isn't scary or dangerous or boring or whatever word that they have associated with independent film. So it took some time to draw people in. Mm-hmm. And my first experience with it was this year. Yesterday was the first time I actually came to Dead Center and watched films. Yeah. And we they could have packed the largest theater in there with people. Absolutely. For the, for the short films. Um, and hearing the story of the you guys would hit play and there would nobody be in the theater. <laughs> like, wow, are you guys talking about the same film festival? Yeah. So even though I had kind of beginnings, you guys just kept going. Sure. And you kept building it. What was the force behind it that made Oklahoma City have a film festival. I mean, it's well, we started early. I mean, our very first year, one of the, and this comes from knowledge from other filmmakers too, like uh, uh, I'll be, you guys I think are going to talk to Bradley and I worked with mm -hmm. Bradley Beasley on a lot of his movies as well. Um, and just, since it was a festival run by filmmakers, I was a filmmaker, Kaki had been in production, I mean, uh, Justin, all of us had been filmmakers ourselves. Jeffrey L. Smith at um, IAO, um, all these people had done it. So we had a very different approach to 
we had different energy. We wanted it to be there. We wanted it to be successful. And we wanted there to be a place for Oklahoma filmmakers to show their work um, and know that there was a community that supported them. So that was our, I think, the original Fab Five sort of driving force is that we it needed to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we started throwing parties immediately. <laughs> and because um, people will at least come to a party yes, if they, they won't will. go Absolutely. to a movie. And over time, people realize that the best thing to talk about as a party is a movie. movie. So then they start going to the movies so they would have something to talk about at the parties. Because you don't want to be the person at the party who didn't see the movie that everybody's talking about. Right. You can't be that person. I think we've kind of tipped the scales this year, though, with people coming to the movies and now talking about the party because... Dead center kickoff parties now involve explosions and burning down hills. Let's talk. So. Let's let's get on the right side of history on that. That's a grass fire. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that is not. <laughs> that happens every day in Oklahoma. That's a little grass fire, <laughs> and it's just going to feed that next next Absolutely. year's party. Every Let party the, gets better. That may be a grass fire, but the legend will grow. Uh huh. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I had nothing to do with it, by the way. Mm-mm. Just for the either. record. Yep. So <laughs> what do you think about Dead Center as it is now? Like, I mean, you started in these working out of an apartment with, oh, crap, we need T-shirts. And now you, there's this machine that operates and there are T-shirts and logos are everywhere and amazing programs and sponsors. And, like, how, did you envision it back then that it would become this one of the top 20 I hope film so. festivals I mean, in the country? There, we, we, you mentioned some of the folks that were supportive early on and um, people like Visual Image who did all of our program and logos and they did all that stuff for free the whole seven years that I was doing it. Um, Bumbershoot PR, that's constantly, I mean, Tracy and Rob, they've been there for years donating their time and expertise to make sure that people hear about the festival and they know what the story is. Um, I think that there's a photo in the program this year of us at year 10 that's... Um, Gacky and I's last year. Yeah, it's got Spike Jones and uh, the Coins and Matt Hoffman. And we really thought, I mean, I certainly thought, this is it, man. We closed down Broadway. Uh, We have this huge Red Center party. It was the first time we'd done a big preview party before. Mm -hmm. That was a separate ticketed event. And I really thought that we had hit critical mass. Like, there's never going to be more people than this that are going to want to come to this film festival. And to see me 100% wrong about that is awesome. It's so awesome. I truly cannot believe that people are getting cue cards to watch Oki Shorts. I mean, it's amazing. So you're saying this, I'm looking at the picture here, and that's you in the green, right? Right. The pretty one. I knew that's what you wanted to say. (laughs) (laughs) It is the prettiest one in the box, for sure. I know. (laughs) And then, but you see that big, uh, that big awkward head peering up over yours. Yeah, McDaniel. That's Lance McDaniel. He's now the executive director. And there's Kamish. Oh, there's Kamish looking super glam. And this is Ian. Right. This is uh, clearly Mr. Coin. Right. Who else is in here? Uh, That's Cracker Jack. That's Khaki. That's Khaki. Uh Okay. And then there's Spike Jones, and I cannot. She's a super famous Japanese actress. Cannot remember her name. So and get some face recognition software or something. But <laughs> we weren't allowed to talk about her being here. So really, yeah, when she was, was here, it a scandal. No, she just was, you know, not having Flying her official gotcha. press oh, okay. people with her to no. manage her or whatever. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell me about one of your favorite Dead Center memories. Oh Something that God. stands out in your head that it seems like every time you guys get together, it always comes up. So <laughs> my favorite is, is, I don't know how much time you have. It was the year that we were showing uh, The Fearless Freaks, which Bradley had made about um, 
the Flaming Lips. Yes. And it had screened the week before at the museum, not part of the film festival, or maybe it was three weeks before. And Brian had, and this is when we were showing like big betas and I mean, we were showing, everything was on tape and it was different. Um, <laughs> we showed this film outside at Kerr Park, which was right on Robert S. Kerr. It's all torn up under construction, mm-hmm. but there was an amphitheater down there, and that's where we did our free outdoor screenings. Um, and it was great because the wind would come in and just lift that screen up like a <laughs> sail down in that bowl. It was awesome. <laughs> So anyway, so we're down there, and um, it, it's so many hoops you have to jump through, guys, to get those outdoor screenings done. I mean, city, lights. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's it really intense. Um, I get there, and we're setting up the equipment, and we're doing, you know, all the tests, and I don't have the film. I'm like, oh, well, Brian's got it, because I counted on him keeping his copy from when he showed it just a few weeks ago and I call him and I'm like where's the movie he's like I don't have the movie I was like oh my god (laughs) I mean we're like two hours away from showing this movie this is the Saturday night film the big movie outside and I don't have it luckily because it was so long ago it was released on DVD that same day Um, so I was I mean, but this is like all the blockbusters have already closed down. Like, who even is selling these things anymore? So I get in my car, and I'm racing up. So I was like, maybe Randy's M&M and Edmund right. might have it, you know, because we had tried to coordinate this DVD release with the film. It's like, maybe I can get it. So I race up there. Yes, they've got it. I buy the damn movie, and I come <laughs> back, and it's there, and we're testing it. And all the lights are on still around the park. Like the there, And this guy could not care less. Like he's in the Sandwich Building now, as Robert S. Kurtower then, and or maybe it's even something else now. Who knows? But he just could not care less that those lights were not. He wasn't calling his guys back. I was like, I can't see the movie. There's all these park lights on. We gotta see the movie. You know, it's not. It's too bright. There's too much light. Anyway, um, he came. He finally. I threw a fit. I made. Tears work occasionally. They get the guys in to come in and like open the door, turn off the lights, close the door back. I mean, it was just felt so crazy that when the movie finally started, I like collapsed. I just just did not think it was absolutely going to happen. (laughs) And we went to Nona's, uh, did our after party for a long time, which was great up on their balcony, you know, looking over and Charlie Christian Jazz Festival was usually the same time. So Bricktown was really fun. And um, Brian had just moved into a new apartment and I was so mad at him that he had gotten rid of this movie that I had to go through all of this for like two hours trying to get this done. I went through the party and told everybody the secret after party would be at his house. Nice. And, nice. and then I told him last. Yeah. <laughs> Did everybody go? Everybody went. And it was awesome. That's, it was so great. Yeah. Thus the after party was born. Yes. The secret after parties are actually a revenge fantasy. A revenge is how that's wow. how that happened. So that's the kind of like monstrosity that probably does not happen now. That's yeah. the well-oiled machine that Dead Center has turned into. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's a great story. I actually had to. Thank you. An image of you is Christopher Lloyd in Back to the Future trying to get what? Marty back in time. And the, oh, God. And it disconnects <laughs> and he freaks out and he's got to, like, that was the kind of stress you were oh, under. Oh, my God. Oh, just it's frantic unreal. And every See, time you try to get it to work, something else goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And one hand is holding the screen down, right. blowing away. Yeah. The other's trying to plug in the projector. And all hundred damn, people, damn. all hundred windy, people were there. Yeah, on. no, it's crazy. All those screenings outside are always insane. So how many how many years did you serve as director? Seven. Seven years. So from two thousand three to twenty ten. Wow. Yeah. Do you miss it? 
No, I don't. I love what I do now. I really don't. I mean, I love being able to attend the festival and get my wheelchair and come out and talk to people. Oh, yeah, there's Melissa. You need to start wearing a, like a white yeah. like old lady wig. Right, and- yeah. The, the old one. Uh, but that's what... No, I love it now. I love being able to be an attendee and do stuff like this and voice my support and um, excitement for the huge, huge, huge thing that this has turned into. It's a very impressive. You guys have done an impressive job. Well, that's all Lance. I mean, he... And Kamish. I mean, nobody can... She likes to stay behind the scenes a lot, but Kim Haywood works so hard, and she always has. She's, she's uh, a force. She's great. Yeah. Bye, Tracy. <laughs> Tracy's trying to make a discreet exit. Yeah. Not- See, ya. So, See you later, Tracy. <laughs> Thanks for sticking around for my interview. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, do we have any other... Huh? I mean, I feel like we got kind of a yeah. great history from you so thanks yeah, for sure, taking absolutely. the time honor having you here yeah. well thank you guys it's an honor for getting to be here yeah and eat cheese balls with you yeah and sure yeah and sure a big poofs. thing of cheese poofs mm-hmm. it's fantastic we'll see you around yeah. okay thank, thank you. you thank you get the whiskey baby I'll get the wine